Okay, so we are ready now to look at the soul winning methods. Soul winning methods. There are over 100 soul winning methods and tools. And normally when you, you do evangelism, we try to bombard you with all of them. But for this class, I'm going to major only on two. Because they are the most critical. The first one is what we call the Roman road. The Roman road. The Roman road. The Roman road is not a road in Rome. It is Bible verses from the book of Romans, which everybody is going to memorize now. I'm going to memorize four Bible verses now from the book of Romans. Listen to them, and then you can pick off. Number one is Romans 3, 23. Number two, Romans 6, 23. Number three, Romans 5, 8. And number four, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Okay, you can shoot the Romans 3, 23 for us. Go, let's all read it. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You use this verse to show everybody that all are sinners. If a person is not convicted as a sinner, he doesn't need a savior. So this Bible verse tells the person all of us are sinners. The second one, Romans 6, 23 Yes. Go. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So sin pays salary. Just as Bank of Ghana, Barclays Bank, State Insurance, and the teachers, they pay salary at the end of every month. Sin too pays salary. And the wages of sin is death. So you show, use it to show the person that because you are a sinner, you deserve physical death and spiritual death, separation from God forever. The third Bible verse is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans 5, 8, go. But God commended his love towards us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You use this verse to show the person that you can never be too bad a sinner for God's grace to come to you. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's not when we became good that he died for us. And then the last verse, Romans 10, 9, 10, it says, Go, 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Very simple reason. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, now, I'm going to show you how to memorize these four verses. Because after I've showed you, I will just call anybody to come from, to the frontier and say the verses. Listen, for many people, what beats them is the reference where the verse is found. You have an idea of what he says, but where it's found, if you lose it, then it's like a needle in a haystack. So let me teach you the trick. The first verse is Romans 3, 23. The second one is Romans 6, 23. What do you notice about the verses? 23, 23. What do you notice about the chapters? 3.23, 6.23, so times 2. Do you see? 3 times 2, 6. Okay, let's go to the last set. Romans 5, 8. Romans 10, 9, 10. What do you notice about the chapters 5 and 10 times 2? Now, let's look at the verses. Romans 5, 8. And Romans 10, 9, 10. What do we have? 8, 9, 10. Finish. So, Romans 3, 23. Romans 6, 23. Romans 5, 8. And Romans 10, 9, 10. So, we are all going to say it. I will help you once. After that, you say it. I won't help you. After that, I bring you the mic. No exam or practice. Nobody is going to look into your notebook. Go. Romans 3, 23. Romans 6, 23. Romans 5, 8. Romans 10, 9, 10. You keep it in your mind because... Every apprentice, your strength is how you memorize things. So, now let's, that's the first. Let's look at the second method. It's called personal testimony. Personal testimony. In the personal testimony, you share how you personally came to know Jesus. You use four steps. Step one, your life before Christ. That's BC, before Christ. Step two, how exactly you met Christ. Step three, the changes you see in your life 
because you met Christ. Step four, your favorite Bible verse and why. I'll walk you through it. Step one, your life before you met Jesus. Step two, how exactly you met Jesus. Step three, the change you see in your life after you met Jesus. And step four, your favorite Bible verse. So what I'm going to do is I will try and time myself. I'm going to share my personal testimony with you in five minutes. And then I'll take the mic, walk to you, and give you the mic to come to the front and share your personal testimony in five minutes. No, I'll find a way of doing it. So, okay. My name is JFK. I come from a very Roman Catholic home. My big brother is a Catholic priest over 40 years now. My big sister was a Catholic nun for 37 and a half years. Sometimes we went to church six times one Sunday. I can never remember when our father did not wake us up to pray in the morning and pray in the evening. Never. Since I was born. So, by age 10, I was a Catholic mass boy. And by age 18, after secondary school, they washed my feet as one of the apostles of Jesus. My father, till today, if you go to the Volta region at Benokwe, the Grotto, he has his name on one of the stations till today, even though he has been dead 30 years now. So I grew up in a very religious home. But three things were my main problem. Number one was girls. When I see a beautiful girl, my heart will be making crudo, crudo, crudo. So by age 10, I slept with my own half-sister. By age 12, three of us brothers from the same father slept with the same girl the same day. The second problem I had was stealing. My mother divorced my father before I was four years old. So I stole from my father's shop. And I didn't call it stealing. I said I was taking because my mother is not in the house. And I took everything, money, soap, you name it, anything. Until one day, my, one of my big brothers, who is my friend, showed me where he kept his stolen items. And I went and stole what he stole. <laughs> so he caught me red-handed and named me Kutelin the Taker. I was so embarrassed, but there was nothing I could do about it. The third problem I had was masturbation, sleeping with myself. And I was in Bishop Herman Secondary School. So from three, one of my friends took me outside and taught me. And I came back to the dormitory and practiced it. And it worked. So it was like a new bicycle. I started masturbating every day. 
until I even masturbated in the classroom. You say, oh, I, I, I was a hopeless slave. I remember one day, uh, we were coming from fans film school and the bus stopped at Dansuma. My, I have an uncle in Dansuma just around there, no, not far from the roundabout. I got out from the bus, rushed to the house, went and masturbated and came back to join the bus. I was a hopeless slave. Well, God being so good, I went to the sixth form in France from Cape Coast. And one day, the headmaster rang the bell that all of us should gather, the school, because he heard that some of the boys were smoking Indian hemp and weed. So he invited a preacher called Danny Santa Lucia to come and preach. And the man showed us his arm. You could see needles, marks, and as he spoke, how he gave his life to Jesus and he stopped and was filled with the Holy Spirit and became a preacher. For the first time in my life, it's like somebody was saying, you, you have to change. You have to change. And I was busy fighting that. I've never been drunk in life. I've never smoked in life. Moreover, I'm a Catholic and uh, this is a Methodist school. So when he said people should come forward to accept Christ, I refused to go. But God wanted to save me. My roommate, he's called Sami Angwa. He's in Tema now. He went forward and accepted Christ. And he started changing in the dormitory. He stopped coming to my lectures on how to chase girls. He stopped breaking the school rules to go to buy your kegari with me. He started reading his Bible. He started going to the scripture union and praying. Then one day he went to the bathroom to go and pray. And the Holy Spirit came on him. He started speaking in tongues. From five voices from us. We rushed. When we saw it was God, we all scattered. The next morning, I said, Sammy, what is happening to you? He said, like what? I said, you are changing. You are changing. I didn't need spectacles to see. He said, well, the preacher said those who want to give their heart to Jesus should come forward. So, I went and he said we should raise our hands and say, Lord Jesus. And after the prayer, he started praying for us. I fell down and I was weeping. I said, hey, you fell down. You were weeping. Now, to be frank with you, I had gone to church all my life, but I had never had a personal experience with God. It's just my parents who were telling me there is God. I wanted to, you know, I myself, to have that touch. Now, Angua was not a rogue. He was doing mass physics chemistry. I was doing mass physics chemistry. We were in the same dormitory. So at class, I met him. In the dormitory, I met him. In the dining hall, I met him. And he was sober. He came from Okwapiman Secondary School with distinction. I came from Bishop Emma with distinction. So I believed him. I said, I too, I want to change. He said, I should raise my hands. I raised my hands. He said, I should say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I knew. He didn't know. <laughs> but I knew what I had done. So I said it. And then he said, to come into my heart. Watch my, all that. I prayed. Then he prayed for me. 
I didn't fall down. I didn't weep. At first, I thought that my sins were too much for Jesus to forgive me. But after that, I said, ah, it's because he doesn't know how to pray. That's why. So, he said, I should follow him to the scripture union. So, we went. That was what God used. Those days, Vaspim scripture union was on fire. From three boys, from four boys, they were leading prayer. They were quoting Bible verses. They were speaking in tongues. I didn't know who. I didn't know John 3.16. I could never quote John 3.16. And, you know, these were boys I was waking up in the dormitory. I was a house prefect. <laughs> so, these were boys, those were boys. How come they know the Bible and I don't know? How come they are speaking in tongues? I can't. How come? So I told myself that this disgrace is too much. I'm going to read my Bible. So when I got to, to I went back, my Bible. Even at lectures, I'll put the Bible under the textbook and be reading. I was reading. I said, hey, is this easy in the Bible? I said, hey, this is a Bible. Hey, this is a, hey. Within two weeks, it happened. I was in bed when the Holy Spirit fell on me. And Oh, I could see the waves like an electric. You know, I wasn't sleeping. Oh, I said, yeah, this is what. Ah, oh, when I got up, all my girlfriends, I wrote to them. Finish. Finish. The masturbation stopped 1973. This is the 46th year. God is my witness. I've never masturbated again. If this is not Jesus, tell me who changed me. Tell me. As for the stealing, I took the rest of the money to my daddy during the holidays. And I explained why they called me Kutelin the taker. And I worked. And from that time, I never stole from the shop again. The last most difficult one was the girls. That one, in fact, some of the girls I was chasing, they were not giving me face the holidays, they were all there now. Yes, what were you saying, really? And, oh, in fact, oh, and it was serious. Oh, some will come to the shop and be, you know, one of them told me that Jesus says we should love one another. And you say, you have become a Christian, so you don't love me. I don't understand. I say, but God, serious, oh, God helped me. You know, by, with, I struggled. Well, I went to the scripture union camp. Roughly, it took me a year. What I'm saying now, it's not a joke. This girl's thing. That was the most difficult part. But after about a year, I went to a scripture union camp. And the preacher, those days, he was called Wilson Awasu. He's now in the U.S. He went to do his PhD. He came. The last day of the scripture union camp. I was sitting at the front like you. I was sorry. When he opened the Bible and opened fire, it's like they told me about uh, him about me. Everything I was doing with girls, this guy slashed me, jabbed and, and, and cut me to pieces. I wanted the F to open so that I would drop inside. But there was no help. But fortunately, there was a lady sitting beside me. So immediately he finished his sermon. I said, please. Do you know a pastor who can baptize by immersion? She said yes. So who? 
Tasso, that those of you who know who Tasso, they, that dirty gutter water which runs through, that's where they baptized me. They brought out some dead fowls, but that day I wanted to just be baptized. And when I came out of the water, finished. I stayed eight years before marrying. This is my wife. You see? We went through the university four and a half years of courtship. No kissing. No hugging. She is here. If I tell people that in fact, if I love Jesus, nobody should envy me. Because only I know what he has done. You see? So, Jesus changed me. Since then, I've been pastoring. My office was on Legon campus there, 20 years plus. Every kind of girl in dressing I've seen before. But, there's no smell of adultery, fornication, anywhere. Anywhere in this country. If this is not Jesus, how could I have known that I would become head of a church? All the money of the church comes. Like I, if I were to be a thief like those days, Kuteli, right, the church, yeah. amen. Okay, so my favorite Bible verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I've told my wife, if I happen to die before she dies, that's the only verse I want on my grief. Don't want anything else. Just put it, bam. It says, no temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape so that you can bear it. Okay. Amen. So, what we are going to do is, I'm going to give you five minutes. You are going to take a partner and you are going to tell the person your personal story of conversion. How Jesus changed you. So, you have five minutes to share. Share with your friend how exactly Jesus changed your life. This is what we call personal testimony. Now, before this week is over, I want every one of you to share your personal testimony with somebody. And the more you do it, the better you become at sharing it. And God can use just your personal testimony to win souls. Amen? Okay. So here, I've shared with you just two of the many. We have four spiritual laws. Then there are other tools that are used for soul winning. The methods and the tools. So I can't go into the details. But two last things we must do before we close. One of them is how exactly to lead a person to Christ. If you go to Bible school and you don't know this, people will laugh at you. So, we are going to do it. I will uh, practice it and then 
Can you come? Now watch me do it. And after this, you do it with your partner. And so please raise your hands and close your eyes. Say it after me. Say from today. I accept Jesus Christ. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord. As my Lord and my personal savior. And my personal savior. From today I accept Jesus Christ. From today I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal my, savior. As my Lord and personal savior. Okay. Now, this is all. Let's all say it together. From today, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my personal Savior. Okay, you two, lead me to accept Christ. Lead me to accept Christ, just like I have done for you. From today, I haven't closed my eyes. I haven't raised my hands. From today and say after me. From today. I accept Jesus Christ. I accept Jesus Christ. As my Lord. As my Lord. And personal Savior. And personal Savior. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, when the person prays this prayer, you can just lay hands. You use any Bible verse. You can use John chapter 1 verse 12. As many as received him, who believed on his name, he gave them power to become children of God. You can use Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he will eat with me. You can use 1 John 5.11 and 12. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has a son has life. He does not have this. You can use any of these verses to pray for the person. Is that okay? Okay. So, you have seen me lead her to Christ. And she has also led me to accept Christ. Please, lead your friend who is beside you. Let's rise up. Lead the, your partner to accept Christ. And let him or her also do the same for you. Yes. And then you switch over. After you have prayed for the person, switch over. Okay. There is the long method where you say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And, uh, but you came to die on the cross for me. You washed me with your blood. From today, I give you my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash my sins with your blood. Make me a new person. Holy Spirit, fill me. You can say one page. But in training, we use only one sentence. Because the most important part of the prayer is Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we use four verses to prove it. The first one is the Romans 10, 9, and 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, believe in your heart 
that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The second verse we use is 1 Corinthians 12, 3. It says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And no one speaking by the Spirit can say Jesus be accursed. The third verse we use is Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. It says, wherefore God also has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The, the, the important part is Jesus is Lord. Therefore, when you are leading a person to accept Christ, you must establish the Lordship of Jesus. This is why we ask the person to raise his hands in surrender and submission. You close your eyes so that you are not distracted. Except the person is a taxi driver. You know, if he closes his eyes, you get to heaven closer, earlier than you should. Yeah. But you need this because one day, one day, your own child has to be led to accept Christ. And you have to know your mother is dying, your uncle, and they call you. And you go and say, oh, mommy, have you accepted Christ? She said, I'm not sure. I'm going to call pastor. By the time you come back, she's dead. Because you didn't know how to lead your mother to accept Christ in the 99th minute of her life. So please guard this jealously. Amen. Any pressing questions? Any pressing questions? We've been doing so winning and I've been more interested in the practicals. Yes. Thank you, Daddy. And please, in using, in using your personal testimony, I mean, I've had experiences where people kind of glorify the devil with their testimonies. Um, I just want you to give us, you know, a caution or how, you know, sometimes it, it will be like you want to say all the things you've done. Hey, I used to do this. I used to be occult grandmaster. I used to be, and they say it in such a way that is as if it's glory, you know, and then if you're winding down to the person that, okay, but all these things now, God, um, I gave my life to Christ, and after Christ, how you've taught us. But most of the experiences I've had, people don't really wind it down so much. They'll talk, hey, when I'm there, when I was... So please, how do we so, wind it down? This is why it is a class. Now, you need to work on your personal testimony. Sometimes you have to write it out. And then you can be editing it. For example, I just told you my brother is a priest. And my sister was a nun for 37 and a half years. Even the Pope is interested in my testimony. Because of the background I have given. You need to work on the background. If you come from a Muslim home, a fetish home, whatever it is, you need to work on it. So that people can see, like my testimony, it proves that even if you are born in a Christian home, you are not born again. The fact that you are born in a Christian home does not mean you are a Christian. 
You see? So, you, you know what you are aiming at. So, your life before Christ must be calculated such that your life in Christ will tell people where the change has come and why you were convinced. If you do a good job, you see that the person sees himself in the mirror of the transformation that has come in Christ. In fact, what we do, formerly, Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship, immediately you get converted, they start sending you around to be sharing your testimony, how you were called grandmaster and those things. Now, we are stopping them. You need to work on the person his baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, does he have his quiet time, is he reading his Bible, those things, you will need to work on the person to be a growing, stable Christian before he starts sharing his testimony, otherwise like she said, you just end up glorifying the devil, and after that Satan will make you trip and when you fall, you crash and break your teeth and everybody laughs. Ah, this is not the guy who was testifying. Look at him today. He's doing the same thing he said he was doing. So, this is why I gave you the steps. Step one, before Christ. You should be clear in your mind how you were before Christ. And when you are talking to a youth or you are talking to an adult, the types of things to bring out are different. Then exactly how you met Jesus. It must come out. Then people will begin to see, to think, hey, if this person met Jesus this way, have I met Jesus? I'm not sure. I need to, to, to do something. Then when you come to the change, the transformation, that's the part which does the work. Because people can see that there is a difference and, and you, you can attribute it to Jesus easily because you use your own power to stop and you were not able to stop. So balance the testimony such that the glory can go to Jesus. Otherwise, you share the personal testimony but at the end of the day, nobody even knew when you were born again. Some people, when they share their personal testimony, you are not sure that they are born again. Because, yes, because the way they've shared the thing, you can't, the line is bled. Uh -huh. So please, you are in Bible school now. You need to work on it. Because you will need your testimony for the rest of your life. You are a witness to Jesus. And why we use the personal testimony is that no Muslim, no atheist, no Jehovah Witness, no, uh, you name them, can protest against what Jesus has done in your life. It's a personal experience. So you share it with a white man, a black man, a Buddhist, a, a Kanka, you can share with anybody because they are in a religion searching for God. You have found him. You have found Jesus. And he has you know, so as you grow, you learn to add your new birth, water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. You, as you add the layers of the other things, 
your Bible reading, your prayer life. Your, people can see the difference. Yes. Thank you. That was a good question. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together on soul winning. I'm sending them forth with a passion for souls. Lord, this night, let them have an encounter with you. Touch their lives. Let them never be the same again. Let them all be soul winners. He that wins souls is wise. In Jesus' name, amen.